Hello and welcome to In the Studio with Anne podcast. I'm Anne and as always, thank you so much for listening. Today, I really want to talk about the need for God's presence in everything that we do. Today, I listened to a sermon online from my church and I recently just did a podcast about how we need to level the playing field with our kids and realize that we we are leading our children, but how are we leading and our role as the leader and, you know, how we're relating to them and viewing them and allowing ourselves to be honest with our children as parents. So it's a good podcast and I'm listening to this sermon and I'm realizing that they're speaking very much about you needing to have an experience with God versus just knowing the Bible readings and the verses. And just knowing the Bible is very different from actually experiencing God. And, you know, it's very interesting because this service is sort of like filling me up in ways that I guess I didn't even know I needed. And it's another example of how when you reach out, which their word for the new year is reaching, as I've decided already to reach out and then I go and watch this online service and realize that's their word for the year, I'm like, wow, like God is just speaking so much to me right now through this service and that I'm on the right track. And he's, the pastor is saying how we need these experiences and, and, and how vital this is and how he wants through reaching towards God and reaching out this year to be what helps create those experiences with people who might just have sort of the knowledge down, but they don't have the experiences and how when you have an experience like that, you can't deny it. Sometimes you may not even know where it came from, but it's God. And so when you realize that sometimes you don't have all like the knowledge, but you have those experiences. And so I've been feeling my whole life you know, or for a long time, I should say, sort of less than. And I feel like this was the church's way of reminding me that they're leveling the playing field. And and it reminds me that this is a church where we do belong to go and listen to. I've had a hard time connecting with churches because I didn't grow up going to church except for when my grandmother insisted we went, but I didn't really get much out of it. I felt like it disconnected me more from God because it was just about religion and not the relationship or even understanding what I was going through. At the time, I didn't feel like I fit in with the other people there. Um, I felt like I had to play a role and I felt ashamed because I knew they knew where I came from. And so I always, from day one, felt less than. I was always treated that way, even from my own family, because of who my mother was and my situation and my circumstances and all of that. I and my sister have always been branded and treated less than from everyone, whether they've intentionally sought out to do it or not, they have. And it's continued into my adulthood, and I just knew that it may be something that they don't even see, but is so important for me that my kids never experience that. So it's breaking a cycle um, and paving a new path. And so I've always felt less than in many ways, especially with my journey with 
with religion and God. I would say more just my journey with God. I'm, I think religion can lie sometimes. I've had a really hard time with religion, with religious people. Um, and so my journey has been kind of an odd one, but God knows my heart. And so I know he will place me where I belong, but I've never really felt like I've had a place to belong. But this sermon is speaking to me so much because it's making me realize that, you know, what he is trying to create for people within the church congregation, people that maybe know a lot about the, the Bible and have been going to church for such a long time. He's trying to create an actual experience and how blessed I am that I have been given the opportunity that I know now come from God. So many experiences that I can look back on and know he was with me and things that I never understood, but I understand now. And that is where my faith is. So when somebody says to me, you know, what is your faith statement? Um, I'm finally now realizing that that's what it is, is that it's a bunch of little experiences that through bad situations and dark times, um, I've been given from God and he has changed my life. And, and the pastor had mentioned that, you know, God is truly um, made a, like, you can see God in changed lives. I don't know the exact quote he used, but I'm like, wow, you know, that makes me feel where I've often been. And, and recently I have been angry. I'll be honest. I've gone through a season of anger because of my circumstances and some recent stuff has popped up, you know, you bury that stuff down and then something will happen and, and it all resurfaces and you realize there's more work to be done and, and, and I can get angry. And there's a lot of things that there are people in my family that I haven't said things to them. And there's a lot I feel needs to be said to them. And will they listen? Will they hear? Will they care? I don't know. Um, but do I care? I, sort of I do, but at the end of the day, I know that God hears me. And so that is all that really needs to matter. And if I didn't truly believe that, I wouldn't have the life that I have today. My life would not be changed. I would be so consumed with hate and anger and resentment and retaliation and and all of that feeding into that that um you know my life would be destroyed and and i and I have to say that when he mentioned in his sermon that we need to the presence, not just the practice, God needs to be present for anything to work. I would challenge certain family members who claim to be Christians who have turned their back on me and tried to point fingers and label me and tell me how I should feel and you know not want anything to do with me when I speak up and challenge has was God really present because just taking me to church isn't enough you have to actually be present and and God be present in those moments with that person and and to be honest I don't think that it's ever worked for the for any of that to be happening because even with Christian people 
they don't bring God. They don't bring his presence. You know, they're trying to serve their flesh. And so that is where all things go wrong. And it has been many, many times in my life. And I could name a bunch of them. I'm not going to name them by names of Christians who have totally let me down because they're all preachy, preachy, and they're all this and that and everything. And they go to church and they do this. And it's all about, look what I do. Look what I do. Look what I do. But when it really comes down to it, are you present? Is God present through you in circumstances where he needs to be at the moment? And I would say no. And so I've been reminded that, you know, people will always let you down, but God never does. And and this is where my faith has f- really changed because this has made me go all over the place by expecting people not to let me down, Christian people. And now I've gotten to the point where I realize that's on them, jokes on them, because they think they're being a Christian and they weren't. Because if they were being a Christian and they're the wiser, older, more advanced Christian who knows all this stuff because, you know, they go to church all the time and they, you know, they speak it from their mouth all the time. Their mouth's always moving. But then are you letting God be present when it really matters? Well, no, because then the situation wouldn't be what it is right now between us. Because for me, you know, I'm not going to compromise who I am And I'm not going to compromise how I feel. And I'm not going to let my story be minimized. And I'm not going to let someone else tell my story, whether you're a Christian or not a Christian. And God knows that about me. And I know that he knows that's okay. That when you are truly ready to listen to my story and hear how it was for me and not tell me how I should feel and not tell me how I should be responding not tell me who I should be. You're not going to minimize where I've been. You're actually going to want to hear where I've been and honor it and treat me based on how I should be treated and not just expect me to be something else for your sake. Um, then, Then let's have a conversation. And that is truly having God be present in the conversation and in what you're doing. And he was mentioning how, you know, He's thankful for all of the people that serve the church because it's not just about the music and about the service and about the words that are spoken. It's about the fact that God shows up in the in being present through each of those people with all the people that come into the church that they are serving and that that's their outlook. And I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for the fact that I can be helped through listening to this service that I'm realizing that God's speaking to me so much right now to say, and don't be angry with those people. You know, don't be angry with your circumstances. Don't be angry at what you feel you have been robbed and not given. Be thankful that I have given you so many experiences that your life has been changed, that you can have those experiences that because that has shaped your faith and that, you know, I cannot be letting my faith be wavered off the fact that somebody else has chosen not to do that, that they've 
chosen to be a hypocrite and they've chosen not to, you know, let God be present, but yet point the finger through them. You know, we can be used for God or the, a tool in the devil's toolbox and people can be very easily con- like deceived. And I'm not perfect, but I also am not going to be a, treated badly in the name of religion or whatever and then realize that person is way off course, you know. And, and it's made me realize that I don't have to have every Bible verse um, memorized in order to be able to stand up to someone who is doing something like that and say no. You know, I don't have to know the Bible. And if they want to persecute me because I don't know every verse, well, then that's on them because I have experiences and that is truly a changed life that's happening. And so with my kids and homeschooling, I recently talked on my podcast about how you shift the focus to being more on their level. And realizing that they have feelings too. And they're not perfect little beings. And that, yes, I'm leading my children. But being their leader isn't more important to me than changing someone's life. And I want to change my children's lives. I I want their lives to be changed because of my presence in their life. More than I want to just be their leader. So there has to be a happy balance there. And I feel like there can be in how you sort of deal with your kids and view it. And I talked a lot about that on my last podcast. And I think this is such an example of me as a parent and a Christian mother being letting God be present through me in my days at home with my kids. Because... That's what they're going to remember is those experiences that they're getting through me. And so if I don't want to be the hypocrite as I'm speaking about these other people who dealt with me the way they did, then I need to go full circle and the mirror goes on to me as it always does. And this is why I know that if you have a problem with me, then there's a problem with you because I am very much about self-reflection always and full circle accountability you know I'm not going to all own my stuff I'm not going to own yours too you know so if you're not going to go there with me then then we don't have anything to talk about you know I'm not perfect I'm not going to go into it saying oh I'm 100% you know right here um but I'm not going to take your stuff so as I go full circle I realize, well, this is all that God's calling me to be doing with my own children every single day in my home. And am I doing that? Am I making God be fully present in their life in the way that I'm responding to them, hearing them, seeing them? Or am I just only focused on being their leader and making them listen to me and making them do as I say and speaking God's word to them and making them, you know, listen to it, but not being that presence and 
the ability for them to get those experiences as they reach closer to him, but then dealing with me. So it's it's definitely been an eye-opening situation. And I truly believe that listening to this service, that is so true what God's calling for us as homeschool moms to do, to just let God's presence go through us, you know, to them as they are experiencing life and learning and that, you know, it's not always just about the words that we speak to them or the lessons that we read to them or, you know, the check marks that we check off of our list during the day. It's not just about those. It's about the experiences that are happening throughout the day and how we're handling it, how we're hearing them and loving them and responding to them in the way that we would want to be responded to in, a, in how we would want people to respond to us um, if they were to be bringing God through their presence with us and not serving their flesh. And to be honest, when we get super upset and mad with our kids, it's we're serving our flesh because there's something that's bothering us that's internalizing about us in their behavior that we're responding that way. Like I had mentioned in my podcast, as parents, we tend to be very insecure sometimes with things. And it's a very, I would say, you know, it's it's something where when something happens that your kid does, it's like a reflection on you always. So we oftentimes can see that and, and it reflects back on us and we internalize that selfishly and we respond quickly based on that insecurity that we have or, you know, that worry of like, oh gosh, what are people going to think because they acted like this? And we respond selfishly in anger to our kid because now it's like you made me look bad or it's embarrassing or whatever. Instead of stopping serving the flesh and saying, okay, this isn't about me. This is about my child. Why did they respond this way? Why did they say that? What is going on here? And try to figure that out in a loving, understanding kind of way. Um, now, don't get me wrong, there's times when, yeah, you have a reason to be mad at your kids and just they shouldn't do things. But most of the time, it's because they've got something going on that maybe you don't understand or there's emotions going on and we need to understand them. So this service today, listening online, has been so many levels of healing and understanding and I'm I'm slowly evolving from a place of anger to a place of feeling very honored. I'm feeling honored. I'm feeling honored that God has given me the opportunity to have these experiences no matter how ugly my life has been. Um so many opportunities that maybe I didn't have that I could be so unhappy about or mad about. I am so thankful for so many of the opportunities I have been able to have despite that in my life and the experiences that he has given me to truly know him, to feel him, to be able to put myself in a position like I did today to be able to hear him. You know, people say, oh, you hear, you know, oh, that's not good. You know, people that don't understand hearing from God and they're like, oh, gosh, you know, these Christians hear voices and blah, blah, blah. That's not what it is. It's 
allowing yourself to be open enough to hear what he's trying to speak to you through things that people are sharing or situations or and again until you experience it you don't get it and so the pastor was so right on when he said and I look at my husband and I realize that his parents like missed the opportunity to even allow him to have experiences. I mean, again, a Christian mom that turned out to be like far from a Christian mother, the way a mother should be with their child in in God's eyes, in my opinion. Now, all she cared about was, you know, putting him in a Christian school and sending him to church and filling him with the verses. And so, you know, you know, maybe at the time she thought she was doing the right thing. And I don't ever want to knock or put down because, you know, I'm in parenting and you do what you think is right at the time. And so you might look back and say, that really wasn't right at the time. I am not going to say I make every right decision by my kids. And I can't, nobody can say that. So, but what I want to say is that, you know, he really has never had those experiences. So his faith is kind of tested right now. And his faith is different than my faith. And it's, it's, it's kind of a neat thing, us two being together, because it really was something that many people said we was like not a good idea. A lot of people told him not to marry me, um, including, you know, I won't say because I don't want to get into that. But, you know, I wasn't accepted. Another place that I was not really accepted and understood and heard. Um, I was looked at as somebody that needed to be changed with, which, yes, I was, but not in the way that they sort of went about it. Um, So, you know, he knows the Bible like super well. He's been in Christian school since he started and graduated. And so it's cool with the kids because, you know, he knows all the stories. He knows most of the verses. You know, I don't know any of that. I have to joke because years ago, I volunteered with kids in a in a church we went to years ago before we had kids. And I remember feeling so inadequate and just terrible about myself because I was helping with the kids and these kids were very young and they were going around asking them questions and these were questions about the Bible that I had no idea. And these little kids were like raising their hands and answering all these questions. And I remember being like, I cannot even help these kids. Like it was the last time I ever volunteered with the kids because I felt so inadequate. I was like, I cannot sit here and help these kids and be in this and be a, like a volunteer because like I'm embarrassed that, you know, I don't even know what these kids know. What if they ask me a question or what if I'm supposed to be leading them to an answer and I don't even know it and it gets like made, a, these, these people get made aware of it. Like maybe they assume that I just know all this stuff. Like if you go to church, I guess it's just assume that you should know all these stories and these Bible verses and all this stuff that I didn't know anything about. So I just remember being like, I don't belong in church. I cannot volunteer. I am so inadequate. Like I just 
so less than. And I remember thinking, well, I just have to know the Bible. I just have to keep reading the Bible and get to know it. And and the more I would read Bible studies and do stuff, I still, it's just, it's not something that resonates with me. I don't remember the verses offhand. And again, you know, I try to read the stories, but it's so much. And I just, it's not something I feel comfortable with. It's kind of like my husband and I both volunteered for soccer last season. He feels super comfortable with it because he played soccer. I felt like so out of the loop. I am not a soccer player. I was a mom willing to get to know it, teach, and I did. And it was a good experience because I stretched myself, but it was like we would talk about it and it was like I just felt so uncomfortable. And so that's how, you know, that's just not my thing. It's not my jam, knowing the verses and all of that, like, and and how can I make up for my husband having all those years of learning it to all of a sudden, I'm just supposed to like, hook up to this, I wish I could just hook up to a machine and just put it into my brain, because it's like, I can't make up for all that lost time of studying the Bible. And it doesn't click with me. But the experiences that I've had and, and where my faith comes from, you know, that's what resonates. And and I've often felt like that's weird to people to be like, well, you know, what, why are you a Christian? Or what makes you a Christian? Or, you know, whatever. And it's like, well, you know, just the experiences that I've had. And, you know, I just feel like that sounds like wishy-washy. Um, and again, I've always just felt very inadequate. So uh, all that to say is I know that I will have to revisit this again, I'm sure. But for today, I'm thankful for the service online um, and listening to the pastor's share. I'm thankful that he has created a space for people like me to feel like they belong and to make me realize that I am very blessed because I'm one of those people that has many of those experiences that I can speak of that have shaped my faith um, that he is trying to create within their congregation. And that my husband, even though he has all of those years under his belt and all of that stuff, that I pray for him to have an experience like the ones I have because he sits and when I feel bad about myself because I don't have all his knowledge and didn't have his opportunity to go to private school and I often like kind of razz him and make fun of him like oh yeah you know good for you that you you know had all those opportunities you know and to me his lifestyle although it wasn't as healthy as what you would like to think you know to him you know looking at my situation he was like a rich snob that had, you know, such a prestigious opportunity to do. And now I, you know, I, I see us getting together and getting married and him not listening to the people say, don't be with her. And, you know, he, he using God to, you know, he actually doing what he's called to do as a Christian to not like look at all that stuff and to see the person. And so it makes me realize that, you know, he did see me at times when I didn't feel seen by him. He did see me for who I really was through God's eyes. And he did marry me and 
you know, we are still married and it hasn't been easy. It's been up and down and all over the place, but um, his faith is very different than mine. And it's been kind of a beautiful collaboration that we have now that we have kids. And it's making me realize that, you know, when I feel inadequate as a homeschool mom, I'm fully equipped through God. And that even though I may be teaching them lessons and I'm learning them with them because I don't know and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I did not know that. And then later I will go research it more and it's something that my husband would just automatically know and realizing that, you know, I do have those experiences that he oftentimes says to me he wishes that he would have because, you know, like the pastor mentioned, it's like when someone tells you a story and you weren't really there and you're like, eh, and it doesn't really, you know, and they're like, oh, I guess you just had to be there. You know, my husband has that when he hears me speak of my faith. He, he, he doesn't, he doesn't, it's like he should have been there. He, he needs to experience it is basically what I'm realizing. And how does he get that? I don't know. I guess I can't really... I guess I've oftentimes felt like I had to provide that for him in some ways through my experiences, and I'm realizing I can't do that. But I'm committed to continuing to reach out and hope for, you know, the opportunities. And and I'm realizing that even now as we go through times that we're struggling a little bit and I'm getting frustrated because I'm like, oh, I thought we were past this and here we are and we're hitting some, you know, rocky times um, with situational things that, you know, we have to be reaching towards God for. I'm reminded that maybe it's just my place to stay positive and pray that through this experience, he will gain that experience with God. Um, and so that he will have one of those experiences that will help to build his faith. And, and I'm thankful for the way that he has already started to build his faith and conversations I hear that he's had with people that it was, it's not what he would normally say to them is a response. And I'm like, that's interesting to me, you know, it's growth. And it can be overlooked sometimes until we take the time to slow down and make time to hear from God, make time for God. And so I share this podcast because of a couple different reasons, um, I wanted to kind of piggyback off of my last podcast where I was talking about, you know, how we can be responding to our kids and sort of, you know, make the level of playing field and and what our goal is with them and our relationship. Is that always the main goal? Sharing the quote that, you know, I got from the sermon and also sharing, you know, what I'm getting through this process right now of, um, you know, healing and homeschooling and all of that. And that it all comes down to, are we making our presence what God would want it to be in our situations? Um, And that's hard because it's also very, it creates a vulnerable situation for us. It makes us very vulnerable. So it's hard to do those things sometimes, but it is so necessary. Um, 
to make that time to be committed and when you're feeling off course making the time to be able to hear from him to kind of change you know your thought process and your perspective on things it really everything is very mental and how we go about seeing it and our perspective with it Um, and not getting so swallowed up sometimes by our own understanding of things you know that they're I know our pastor mentioned that we want a God that's bigger than us. And and it's so true. I tend to be afraid of that because I do like to stick with what I understand. I do like to always understand everything. And if I don't, then I, I do get frustrated with things. And th- and I think my faith is one of those things is I'm like, I don't understand this. Um, this doesn't make sense to me. And then I realize, well, it's not going to. Um But if we can be open to understanding sort of what our perspective needs to be through the process, it will take you to those next levels that you need to be. So um, I hope that this Sunday, you know, you're hearing from God what he needs you to hear so that you can do this same thing I'm doing and put some things into perspective and get some clarity and, um, be thankful for your wounds, for your struggles, for the things that make have created scars and that maybe things that you feel ashamed of or insecure about that, you know, God can make them a beautiful story for you to tell and not be ashamed of. And that, you know, maybe when you were thinking that you were one of the people that don't belong, maybe you're actually one of the people that um, truly get it when others don't. And I'm starting to realize that, you know, I'm thankful for the, my pastor for making space for people that may feel like I do and realizing that, um, you know, helping people to have those experiences with us having God, you know, come through everything that we do, putting aside our fear and our flesh, um, what a difference that could make. So I'm challenged to do that because I know that I don't always do that either. So um, yeah, I hope that you're having a great Sunday. And until next time, this is In the Studio with Anne podcast. I'm Anne, and as always, thank you so much for listening.